Welcome to the With You Always podcast, brought to you by Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. Here we invite followers of Jesus Christ to share reflections and wisdom from the journey. Our hope is to instill a recognition that God is indeed with us always. Today, Lois Heron, writer and blogger from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, shares what God is doing in her life. Greetings, friends. Today is the feast day of St. Benedict of Nursia. St. Benedict is among the posse of saints that surround my life, interceding for me, running interference for me before the Lord our God. The rule of St. Benedict, which is so revered in the history of the church, is a rich tapestry of wisdom that is tightly woven with sacred scripture to guide us in living our ordinary life in an extraordinary way. The title, The Rule of St. Benedict, is better understand in its ancient context of the Latin word regula, or guidepost. The prologue of the rule begins with this. Listen, my child, incline the ear of your heart. Hearing and listening are two different things. Have you ever been with someone who hears you but they don't incline enough towards you to listen to you? Or worse yet, do we hear the word of the Lord without our spirit leaning toward him in order to really listen? St. Benedict emphasizes the importance of turning toward Christ with the posture of a child, leaning into him to hear every word of beauty, goodness, and truth. In this way, we are being trained in preferring Christ above all things, which is one of St. Benedict's themes. Praying with St. Benedict as we pray sacred scripture helps us look at our world through interior eyes. It helps us to become better listeners to our Father and in turn, better listeners and observers of the people and events in our daily lives. Early in the rule, we are guided in three monastic virtues, obedience, restraint of speech, and humility. Hmm, that sounds like the folk in the sixth century were just like us. St. Benedict makes it clear that these three timeless virtues are inseparable. And as we practice these virtues, we gain everything the Lord has promised to us of the abundant life with him. We, like St. Benedict, live in a culture of protest, excessive self-promotion, and overweening pride. You and I can choose from the vices of the culture, or we can pursue the virtues of God's kingdom. How's it going for you? It's hard work to swim upstream in our downstream society. So let's take a little closer look at those virtues. Just a little side note, each of the virtue has its own chapters in the rule. Obedience has 19 verses in the chapter. Silence has one verse in the chapter. And humility has a whopping 70 verses of attention. <laughs> Take a knee with me at this observation. 
Regarding the virtue of obedience, St. Benedict writes that the first step of humility is obedience without delay. He encourages us to immediately leave all that is our concern and forsake our own will with our hands disengaged from what seems urgent to us. Now, I'm a driven person, so much so that finding balance in the daily round is a consistent prayer I need to offer to the Lord. Do you suffer like that? Well, disengaging my hands from what seems so important to me in a moment takes monumental effort sometimes. But thanks to St. Benedict, I am learning to appreciate the slowness that he emphasizes throughout the rule because it is in slowing down my pell-mell thoughts and actions that I am trained in obedience. And what I'm discovering as I slow down is that there's very little in life that is worth frothing over. Regarding the virtue of silence, St. Benedict writes, let us do as the prophet says when he said, I said, I will take heed to my ways that I do not sin with my tongue. I have placed a watch over my mouth. He draws our attention to the importance of silence with scriptures from the book of Proverbs. In too much speaking, you shall not avoid sin. And death and life are in the power of the tongue. Oh, so much could be said here. Pun not intended. I kindled to what fellow Benedictine oblate Noreen Vest wrote about this. She wrote, it seems to me that the more we love words, we tend to let ourselves be satisfied by them, thus stopping short of the true satisfaction that comes from Jesus alone. I respond by saying, Lord, I don't want to be so caught up in speaking about what I'm learning at the expense of not understanding it and living it out. Remind me that it is through listening and silence that you teach and lead me into rest. And finally, regarding the virtue of humility, St. Benedict gives us extensive guidance. He makes a straightforward point. The problem of the spiritual life is pride or self-exaltation. The remedy is humility. He emphasizes the need to contemplate sacred scripture. And as mentioned above, the rule is tightly woven with it. It comes down to this. The more we immerse ourselves in praying with sacred scripture, we become acutely aware of our own prideful leanings. He writes that we must, by our ever ascending actions, erect a ladder like the one which the prideful and fearful Jacob beheld in his dream. We, through the ordinary life we live, learn how to descend and ascend to humility. We learn to live, as St. John the Baptist said, to descend so that Christ may ascend. As we practice humility, the ladder is lifted up by the Lord to heaven. 
I like that. But some days I feel like I've forgotten how to allow the Lord to teach me this way. But then I remember the Holy Spirit is on each rung of the ladder with me. How about you, friend? Do you find that when you face an old struggle or you bristle at relating to another, that pride knocks you off the ladder of humility? I regularly find myself flat on my backside, wondering how could I fall off this ladder again? Oh, there's so much that could be said, and I encourage you to pick up a commentary. There are plenty of them on the rule of St. Benedict. I recommend Sister Joan Chittister's commentary on it. I believe you will find in it a timeless remedy for us as we live in our busybody, consumer-driven society that peddles discord, disenchantment, and disease. We live in the midst of this chaos of anxiety and anger and noise, but St. Benedict shows us a path away from it into preferring Christ and abiding in the dailiness of our extraordinary life with God. Let's pray with St. Benedict. O Lord, I place myself in your hands and dedicate myself to you. I pledge myself to do your will in all things, to love you with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength. I desire to prefer nothing to your love, to desire eternal life with spiritual longing, to pray often, to ask forgiveness daily for my sins, and to seek ways to amend my life not to desire to be thought holy, but to seek holiness, never to despair of your mercy, O God of mercy. I ask this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, it is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Hi everyone, my name is Eric Gallagher, the founder of Sushipe, the online community and formation platform for disciples. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to encourage you to check out our online community at sushipe.co. That's S-U-S-C-I-P-E dot C-O. At sushipe.co, we're constantly offering free book studies, self-guided mini retreats, opportunities for family fun, prayer, and more. If you're interested in engaging with a community of individuals who are desiring to grow deeper in their spiritual lives, check out sushipe.co and get involved today.